Good morning, everyone. My next guest is very special to me. He has helped me along the way the first time around. Her name is Pam with the IMSC. Pam, are you there? I am. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Awesome. So tell everybody a little bit about you and what you do. I love this. I am, as you said, the president of the Independent Mystery Shoppers Coalition, a.k.a. IMSC. And what we do is bring shoppers, schedulers, editors, company owners, and clients together to learn from one another to improve the overall customer service industry. Awesome. Awesome. Now, why did you decide to do this? How did you get started? Uh, back in, <laughs> back, let's see, I, I've been mystery shopping since 2000, so 22 years now. Um, but back in 2009, there was a uh, forum for mystery shoppers called Loalition. And it's no longer uh, a forum. But anyway, we, you know, we would connect with each other and shoppers and companies would post jobs there and that kind of stuff. And at that time, there was only one organization um, that was doing anything for um, mystery shopping industry, uh, the MSPA. And they were getting ready to host uh, their, their next shopper conference. And then they decided that it wasn't financially feasible for them because they, weren't, they were losing money and they weren't going to host the shopper conference in Las Vegas that was supposed to take place. <coughs> and so... The shoppers were like, well, we can do our own. Let's do our own. And everybody's chiming in. I'll help. I'll help. And da, 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 da. Fast forward uh, six months later, I was hosting the first conference in Las Vegas. And um, it just kind of snowballed from there. It, it, it is really its own entity. You know, um, my name is behind it. But the truth is, is it's the great companies and the great shoppers and schedulers and editors that, and, and the clients. I mean, they just they all are the, they're the stars of it. So really they have, are what feeds it. They're what keeps it going. Right. Now, what year was the first conference? 2009. Nine. Okay. Cause then I went to the one in 2012 and learned a lot. So I wanted to circle back a little bit. You mentioned that uh, Volition is no longer around because that's how I got started in 2006. Right. When I was seeking out secret shopping myself, to be a shopper. That's how I found the legit companies was through Volitions. What happened to Volition? Um, Ray decided um, that it was too costly. Um, he moved, uh, Ray moved from Tucson to a little tiny area up in uh, northern Arizona where it's more peaceful and he opened up a clothing store. Oh, and nice. Just He loves that lifestyle, but Volition was just taking too much time and effort. Um, you, pretty much like any other online you know, service like that, you've got, you know, people that are coming in constantly scamming and spamming and doing all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it really takes a lot of time. So when, when that all stopped um, was mostly due to social media because social media now, you know, people are interacting pretty much live time and not having to log into a bunch of places. And um, so that's how come the, we, we've started creating the mystery shopping groups on Facebook because people still needed that those outlets and you know he he was going to sell the sell volition but really you know just a website um being a website without interactive things going on 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of hard to keep that afloat. Right. Right. Now I know, I know my reason behind this, but I'm really curious to hear yours. Why did you choose the secret shopping industry? I did that because, uh, well, it goes a long ways back. I, I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my whole life. Um, I, I've worked in customer service uh, since I was 15. My first job was at Burger King. And um, I service has always been my thing. And I, I found early on, um, once I started working at Maccas Red Fox and had all that training, I could go in there as a waitress and make $100, $150 in a four-hour shift. Uh, and I... That, that spirited the entrepreneurship for me. And I realized that the more I gave, the more I got. And so fast forward, um, you know, 30 years, and I had my daughter and my uh, babysitter that everybody had recommended decided that it was appropriate to leave my daughter in a room, slap her and that type of thing. And I had that on recording when she was six months old. So. Oh. From there, I said, that's it. I'm never going to be in a position to where I have to have somebody else watch my child. Right. And um, I moved back to Virginia with my, my, where my parent, my family was so that they could help me raise my daughter while I worked. And then I still didn't, I, I, I was dabbling into it, but like most people, you kind of go, you know, is this for real? It seems like it takes so much work to, to make any real money. You know, companies are offering $10 a shop or something. You know, and, and I just could not get it all figured out. So anyway, when Tanea started school, at, and that's my daughter, when she started, she was in school, she was eight years old, and I knew that I needed to be home with my daughter. I was actually working for the school district, so we had similar hours. I was a supervisor there, and we had similar hours, but there was still a gap, and I started mystery shopping um, to supplement that income plus fill in the gaps and Anyway, I started making so much money. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to stop the drama at the school district and I'm going to do this. And, but like you, we didn't know where to find, where do you find the legitimate companies? You know, like I said, I had dabbled in it and stuff. Volition was my savior because you could tell real quick, Ray wasn't the person to mess around. He, he wasn't going to let just anybody get in there. And I thought that was a fabulous thing. So I uh, went to the first MSPA <clears throat> event that was um, in California at that time that was near me and met some great people. In fact, uh, Amber and that Amber was one of the people that I met. She was my controller for many years for the IMSC. And I left there and had a gold certification and realized, you know, this has been great. I love meeting the people, but I haven't learned how to do this work. I haven't learned how to do route shops. I, haven't, I hadn't learned a lot. Um, and so, um, that was the basis of what we used for the IMSC for education was to teach people not only how to find the, the great companies that were legitimate, but how to actually do the work. And so I just, I've since then, I mean, for 22 years, I, I just can't imagine myself doing anything else other than being an independent contractor. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting the same way. I definitely been entrepreneur since 2015 now, and I am glad to be back doing this again. I um, I'm so glad that I was able to meet you back in 2012, and actually be a part of Volition because that 
that right there was a game changer, you know? It was. It really was. And I think if we could find something like that going forward, you know, another, I mean, I guess we could talk more about that if there's what other resources are out there, but. Well, there are, Chuck. So the Shopper Scheduler Editor Group um, on Facebook, a lot of our Facebook groups are for everybody. They're not just for IMSC members. Oh, that's and great. So, okay. Yeah. So if they join, if they go to uh, Facebook and look up uh, IMSC groups, they will probably, they'll pull up. So like the IMSC job postings group, which is all companies that I, I regulate and watch very carefully who goes in there and posts jobs. No company that I don't know doesn't go in there. <coughs> That's great. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. I just choked on myself. <coughs> Goodness. <laughs> and, and the shopper scheduler editor connect group is specifically for people to come in and talk about mystery shopping and um, you know, how, like how to get started. That's, that's what those groups are for. And so that's what I mean by, you know, social media has really taken its whole toll on, on traditional forms like that. Right. Gotcha. You know, there, there's only one that I'm really aware of right now. And even that that's, I mean, you go and look at it compared to three years ago, even the publications that are there and the people that are involved, it's, it's dropped by 80, 90%. So it's, it's really kind of beaten a dead horse. Right. Yeah. I was a little saddened when I saw um, shadow shopper was no longer there. That was, that was another big help. It was, and that actually got bought out by another large company. And, uh, yeah. So okay. now uh, are they, are they still doing, are they still housing the, the shoppers in that forum or is that something different? Yeah, I think it's something different. So, uh, gotcha. research metrics also known as shop metrics actually purchased them. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Totally different, totally different thing, right? So yeah, so they kind of they do it differently, but they they bought out all of what they did was pretty much paid out, bought out the, the database. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad we have you and the IMSC to have a community to get together for shoppers and shopper companies. That's that's great. I didn't know that either. I know about your Facebook page, but this is great information for me to put out as well to people that are listening to this podcast, you know, who want to be shoppers and, you know, want to, want to do great things to make companies better. Right. Right. That's awesome. Now with, with COVID hit, that changed a lot of things. It's turned this world upside down. So now that we're pretty much on the other side of that now, what challenges do you face now with where we're headed with the shopping industry with now we're on the other side of COVID. Well, you know, for a while there, it's taken, it's taken shoppers a long time to be comfortable going back um, and hitting the road. And, you know, because there's shoppers out there that do nothing but this. They might be home for two weeks out of the year. The rest of the time they're out there route shopping. So, um, it, but it took time because, you know, people were like, yeah, this is too dangerous. And not to mention a lot of the places wouldn't let people just randomly walk in. So, you know, and the restaurants were closed. A lot of restaurants have, you know, fallen by the wayside. Um, the biggest thing that I've noticed since COVID, the, the, the really great thing that I've noticed is that the 
the people that are in our industry that are mystery shoppers or mystery shopping company owners, they have really come to, I, I, I don't know, like a, a peak as far as their need, what, who needs them? I, I, because leading into the, the really bad part of this is that the customer service just went out the door. Yeah. So the, the employees just got really lackadaisical and really uh, loved the life of just getting money for not doing anything. And so now when they're having to interact with people again, it's like they've forgotten how to provide customer service. And that this goes all the way from, uh, you know, a, a drive-through restaurant to a five-star dining to the, the most lavish hotel that we have. Um, customer service is just not there. It's just not there. They, I, I do, um, like I was telling you in a previous conversation, I also own an editing company, so I edit these reports and I watch the videos of the service or lack thereof, should I say. <laughs> and it's amazing to me. They will look at, they don't stand to greet anybody. They don't look them in the face. They'll say, oh, have a seat over there. We'll be with you as soon as we can. Yeah. Anybody that's gone to a doctor's office kind of knows what I'm talking about. That's that's what's happening with customer service. Um, you know, they they you're just another number, and nobody really wants to give you the time of day. So, more than ever right now, any company that wants to survive and stay on the in, in a you know more brick and mortar building, they need mystery shopping because there's a lot they're not seeing going on. Yes, I have a, um, a meeting later today to discuss just that. So we're putting together some documents and white papers and, you know, good information. So these companies understand how important what we do is to their livelihood, because without companies like us, it's difficult for them to survive. It's everything. They're not going to survive. And, and this is, you know, this, I'll, I'll give Home Depot as an example. Home Depot has a lot of great products. I mean, you can go there and pretty much find anything you need for your home, your yard, etc. cetera. Uh, but trying to find customer service in there, somebody to help you, or actually have a meaningful conversation about the product, the project you're working on is, is nearly impossible. I'm, you know, I'm so glad you used Home Depot as an example because a few months ago, I was in a Home Depot looking for a specific product to to hold down some wiring, but I didn't want screws and nails. I wanted, you know, something like Command, but I wanted something specific to what I was looking for. There was a guy stocking a shelf in the exact aisle that I was looking for. Never acknowledged that I was there. Another customer who was looking for something similar for, to me, her and I were looking together to try to find what we wanted. He never acknowledged that either one of us were there. Right. You know? if, anything, if anything, they will ask, they'll say, excuse me for you to move out of their way. So yeah. they can walk around you. <laughs> that is and, so true. And, you know, and, you know, or you're, I'll give you another example. I, I'm at Fry's, the grocery store that's owned by Kroger Publix. It's all the same. You know, they have the now they have the people that are doing the shopping for other people and, and they've got these big white carts and they're going down the aisles and don't ask them for anything. 
do not ask them where anything's at because they'll say, I, I don't know. But yeah, they're shopping for everybody else. You know, they know that store inside out. But what gets me the most is that they will, they will roll you over with those carts. Yes. I've seen they that want, in Target. Yeah, yeah. They want you out of the way. And, and so that is the prime example, but I'm going to go back to this for just a second. The, you know, Editing these reports, one of the things I found is that unless a client takes on audio or video for their, their shops, they're only getting to see what we what we perceived as happening. But when they hear it on audio or, and see it on video, they see how their employees are looking at these people. Huh? You know, <laughs> true. The, you know, because you can say, hi, how are you? With your, your, you know, with the nastiest look ever on your face, you can say any words you want, like a trained monkey. But what is that delivery? Does that does that customer want to come back? Do they feel appreciated? No. And right now, with the economy the way it is, uh, how can you turn away even one customer? You need that income coming in. So exactly. Yeah. So yes. that's what I'm saying. It is definitely. This, of all the times I've ever seen this, this is the need for mystery shopping is here. I mean, it is here. Yes. And customer service, you know, a lot of training. And that's the part that I, you know, customer service, I've been managing and supervising and coaching for 25 years. That's one of my specialties. And that's what, that's what I want to, to add to this is, you know, the coaching and training is so important. And that's what part of my meeting is later today is with a gentleman who does training. So I want to bring him in and have him build some training with us and hopefully bring him on to work with me. You know, yeah. and him and I'll just take this country by storm. And just, I've, done that. You know. I've done that for a few clients mm-hmm. um, and, and taken the information from the mystery shopping reports to teach people right. that are working for that client. And right. And that's the thing is that there, it's a very niche market because yeah. first of all, not you have to understand mystery shopping. Not everybody can do that because you have to understand mystery shopping. You have to be able to talk to people so that they hear you and are interested in what you have to say. And then you have to be able to point out their faults without making them turn you off because they're feeling bad or feeling guilty or just don't want to hear it. Exactly. And it's interesting that you, you mentioned that because I read an article the other day, this company had posted about secret shopping. Who can be a mystery shopper? And the article pretty much said anybody can be a shopper. And I just cringed because you and I both know that's not true. No, it is absolutely <laughs> not true. It now to me, right. That's bigger companies looking for anybody just to fill the spot to get the job done to get paid. And that's what I talk about. You know, with me, I say, look, we want to train people. We want people to understand that mystery shopping, you have to have an eye for this and an ear. You can't just go in and be anybody and do it. Or you have to be taught. And and that's what I'm saying. That's what has been missing in our industry forever. Because even though the MSPA hosts events, they don't actually teach people how to do the work. They don't mm-hmm. teach people, shut up. They, and what I mean by that is they go in and they'll, they'll go to a, a apartment complex or whatever, and they'll ask all the questions that the leasing professional is supposed to ask, you know, <laughs> they, they don't, the, and Liz, Liz, which is, I, I know, you know, Liz, I'm not going to say her last name, keep her anonymity, but right. 
he did a session at one of the conferences that said, shut up and let the rep do their job. And, you know, so just that kind of stuff, people aren't taught how to do that kind of stuff. So it's not like, not like not everybody could do it, but not everybody is trained to do it. And since the mystery shopping companies cannot train independent contractors, they are, you know, they do have to hire people that are untrained. So having trained shoppers, shoppers that have the wherewithal about them, you know, that have got the support of the IMSC um, or mm -hmm. some, somebody has helped them along the way, that's integral to having a good mystery shopping program. Yeah, that's what I did uh, the first time around back in 2008 to 2012. I right. took upon myself to make sure that I talked to people, show them what they had to do you know, give them some type of support and training so they knew what they were looking for going in. They're not just going in as a regular person just because they want to get paid, you know, and I got to get the shop done. It, it was it was really methodically thought out to make sure they understood what their job entailed because it's a job. It's not just a fun thing to do. It is a job. It is a job. And, and again, mystery shopping companies cannot train independent contractors, but they can, they can do like you did and coach mystery shoppers so that they can be successful. So, right. you know, the same thing is, you know, if you hire a plumber as an independent contractor, you can't teach them how to fix your toilet. That's against the law. <laughs> um, and, and really when companies hire an independent contact tractor as a mystery shopper, they're expecting that they, they know this information, just like you would expect a plumber to know this information. Right. Or let's say an Uber driver. Would you expect to get in the car with an Uber driver and the Uber driver says, okay, well, can you give me directions and can you tell me the best place to go get gas? No, no, I expect you to know this. You're supposed to be the professional. That's right. <laughs> and that's the same with mystery shopping. Do the research and be that mystery shopper that has done the research. Ask those questions. Um, I'm, I'm willing to help anybody that has a desire for this. At zero cost, they don't. They don't have to pay. I don't want their money. I want them to help our industry. Yes, and that's why I'm glad I'm back into it. I definitely want, you know, customer service to come back because there are so many locations where they're just failing because they don't have the time to teach these 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 workers. And what it, one of the pinpoints that I use is: Do you know what it costs you to hire? and train a new employee and they don't know they can't answer that question and when i tell them what it costs they just look at me like whoa i'm like right so if we, we could fix this ahead of time so i can save you money you know right it's, and here's the thing is that you go into uh let's say forever 21 just you know, I, I know I'm throwing a lot of company names under the bus today, but you know what it is. What it, is. <laughs> it is what it is, right? It is what it is. <laughs> you you've got a and and they're and this isn't about age. You've got a young person in there training another young person, and they're so busy talking about what's happening on TikTok and everything that you can be walking right past them, and they're so busy being trained that they don't have time to deal with the customer in front of them. You cannot go out in this society today and be a successful business, brick and mortar business, and have people that don't want to interact. If they didn't want to interact, there wouldn't be social media like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. People want to interact. And, and if they don't start teaching their people to interact with the customers that are in that store and pretend like they're their favorite TikTokers, 
uh, they're not going to have a business. They're going to be like these empty malls, plain and simple. Yeah, it's what's interesting is people don't realize there's only a small percentage of people who will voice their opinion on social media about their experience. What about the other percentage that leave your location and don't say a word to anybody there? They just won't come back, you know? That and that is about 70% of people. So, yes. so the research I've done is about 70% of people say that's it, I'm just never going back. And and I'll tell you, you know, you see a lot of um well, the TikTokers, they definitely aren't gonna have the time to do that because they're yeah, if you're trying to get young people into your business, they are coming in for fast, great service and moving on to the next thing. They don't have the time. They don't have they're not going to give you that second time. Right. They, they can order that stuff online and not have to deal with somebody that's snippety to them. Yeah. So put this together. You've got a 20 year old at forever 21 and you've got a 20 year old shopping. And both of them are so interested in the other things that are going on. Their TikTok, their social, whatever, social media, YouTube, whatever, uh, you know, getting their numbers up, their followers up or whatever the case may be, <laughs> uh, you know, finding that watching what their followers are doing next, you know, what kind of crazy thing that then you have, you have zero interaction here. You are face to face and you have zero interactions going on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to throw this company on the bus because I'm still working with a few that try to get them to sign on. But I noticed when I went to their location, they, they weren't the best server. However, when I got up to look for my server, they were standing behind the counter on their phone. Shit. You're seeing that a lot nowadays. Yes, you are. Distracted you are. workers. <laughs> and so, uh, so let me, I, I'm not sure that you, you know, know about, have you heard of Mystery Media Pro? I have not. Okay. So Mystery Media Pro is actually an app that you can get, you buy and put on your phone and you can actually do video recordings from that just like you would like a video camera and so at first it's been out for maybe six seven years now but at first people were like oh people are going to see that i'm recording them and da, 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 da. but like you just said nowadays everybody everywhere is on their phone and the mystery media pro what's great about it is i i've, I've used it several times it's the only type of video shopping i do um it, it doesn't cost 500 dollars like the video equipment you've got this app on your phone you start it, you put it in your shirt pocket or in the side pocket on your purse. You walk around, you're recording everything that's going on. If it goes, if your phone tips sideways, whatever, the video still stays up, picks up wonderful sound. It's a, a fantastic tool, um, but nobody notices. You could, I have actually held my phone up to people's faces right in front of me, looking at my phone, <clears throat> watching and making sure that I'm capturing everything that they're doing. And they don't think anything of it because, like you said, they're so used to everybody being on their phone and being rude, basically, which is what it is. It's rude to be on your phone when you're interacting with a human being. Yeah, but, I, um, I don't know. If I'm on a parking lot and they're cutting the grass. I don't know if you can hear that in the background. I cannot. Oh, that's great. I hope the listeners don't get this recorded. He's like right next to my car. And- of course. <laughs> And my car's covered in grass, but oh, great! I know, but well, don't worry; they'll come blow it off soon, Chuck. So yeah, right. If I'm still here, right? But anyway, I didn't, I didn't know about 
about that app. And what's the name again? Mystery Shopper Mystery? No, Mystery Media. It's Mystery Media Pro, and it's available um, for Android and iOS. Oh, wow. I'm going to yeah. check that out. And it's a one-time purchase. It's not much. I think it's 50 or $60. But, mm-hmm. you know, I used it. I use it all the time. So, like, if I'm going to do video for, you know, or even our holidays or around my yard or whatever, I'm using it. Um, what I like about it, as opposed to, it doesn't take up space on my iPhone. So I'm not using, and it stores all your videos and things. You wow. can do video and you can do audio. Mm-hmm. And you can even take pictures like through it, but it doesn't use up your storage. So you wow. don't have to pay for additional storage time. You know what right. Saying? Right. That's, that is awesome. I'm going to have to put a link to that to this when I do this podcast video put it up there okay yeah well everybody. I'll, I'll, yeah I'll send you did you find it already or no no I did not I was too um distracted watching the uh grass cutting <laughs> <laughs> I will I'll make sure you have it okay awesome thank you thank you so much well I'm glad we got to speak this was um very informative especially on my side and I hope people listening really listen to this and join us, you know, and really get what we're trying to say that customer service is important right now, you know? It is. Yeah. It's, and, you know, it's, it's sad. I don't know about you, but it saddens me when I go down the street and I go into someplace, say, where like Hobby Lobby is. Um, and I see that the other nine stores in the strip mall, it says for lease. Yeah. And it stays that way for two years, you know? Yeah, yeah. COVID had part of that, but it's not just COVID. It's that companies are underwater. They don't know how to recover. Yeah. And there's they, a they, there's a local they, mall up here by me that the whole bottom level is somewhat filled, but the top level is completely vacant. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. It is sad because... Not only did malls offer an opportunity to go and do lots of shopping and window shopping and walking around, but it gave people an opportunity to get exercise and have little snacks. And people really actually made, you know, a day out of it. Let's let's go to the mall and hang out. Right. And, you know, the teenagers of today are, are losing out on that. Yeah. But, you know, you know, one of the places that I think that has stayed pretty much on top of their customer service is a place called Sephora, which is a, a makeup place. Uh-huh. And they still, you walk in there and their training has stayed with their employees. They still smile and they're interested in helping you and putting makeup on you and that kind of thing. Yeah, so that's great. It, it's possible. It's possible. But you need someone that can get back in there and light the fire under these employees and give them a reason to feel that it's, it's their company too, that they're helping themselves succeed as well as their company, not just getting that paycheck. Right. Make them feel valued. That's a whole nother topic. It is. (laughs) So I will bring you back on for another topic of how do we make employees feel valued? Because that, that's a whole project that I'm working on, you know? Absolutely. And and that's what I do with even my validators that that I hire for my editing company. I make sure they understand Uh, you, you meet. Oh, there you go. Is he blowing? Yep. He's yeah. rolling around my car. I do apologize. That's okay. That's all right. You know, that's, that's real life. That goes to show you're a real human dealing with the stuff we deal with. To deal with the everyday nuances of life. That's exactly yeah, right. It is. 
It is. Yep. And you know what? You gotta, you gotta love all aspects of life. This is just, you know, don't don't blur it out. This is this is what happens. We hey. have a perfect phone call and all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Well, do you have anything else you want to add before we get off here? You know, I do. I have one thing I would say anybody that's listening to this is if you are looking for someone to teach your employees, train your employees, reach out to Chuck. Let him take his expertise, both as a mystery shopper, a mystery shopping company owner, an educator. Let him get in there and let him show you what he can do with your folks to reignite that fire. That would be my recommendation. If you're a mystery shopper and you can't reach the IMSC or can't find it, reach out to Chuck. He'll, he'll lead you in the right direction. And, and we'll get you all the information, all the tools you need at no cost to get started and help us bring back customer service. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that shout out, man, because I'm trying really hard, man, to really get into these owners' heads, you know, and just let them know that, look, we're here to help, man. We want you to be in business, you know. Exactly. So, we don't want to lose you. We don't want to lose you. Exactly. Now, real quick. Secret shopping or mystery shopping? What do you like better? Mystery shopping. Secret mystery shopping. shopping. Secret shopping, unfortunately, because of the scammers out there, has left a bad taste in people's mouths when they see that. And so I, I let you use the word earlier, professional. And so when I talk to people, I tell them that it's a professional mystery shopping industry. Um, yeah. <coughs> so I'm going to have to change all of my wording now because I'm a big secret shopping guy. Yeah, it's. Mystery shopping definitely has a, um, it doesn't have the uh, tone to it, but gotcha. it is definitely a profession. It is not something you just, you just look at and go, oh, you know, it's not all that important. The jobs that we do, some people's bonuses are based on that. Some people's livelihood is based on that. Right. And, and when you're mystery shopping people, you have to remember the human side of this whole thing. That person that, that's being mystery shopped is somebody's son, husband, daughter, wife, mother. That's a, a human being over there. And so you have to remember that when you are giving feedback on these folks, they're humans. Yeah. You know? Yep. And, and that's, again, why this training that you're doing for employees is so important. They need to remember that they're humans also. Those are human beings. And I don't think anybody gets up in the morning and says, I'm going to go to work today and just do the worst job possible. I'm just going to go do that. I don't think anybody does that. I think I have to agree with you. I'm not, I'm, I'm on that one too. Yeah. So where, where's that gap? That gap is in education. That gap is in, in making that employee feel valued. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the things that I really promote is, making your employees feel valued, show them that you want them there, show them you care. Yes. And yeah. it'll, and it'll all work out when they start seeing their paycheck get bigger, their tips get bigger, more customers are coming in. So everything just gets better, you know, treat your employees like you would treat your customers. There you go. You yep. Know? Absolutely. Okay, my friend, that's all I have. All right. Well, Pam, I really appreciate you taking the time. This was a great, great interview. I look forward to talking with you more. All right, Chuck. And, I wish uh, you the best of success. You deserve it. Uh, thank you so much and enjoy your day, and I will talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Take care, Pam. Bye. Bye-bye.